Well, good morning. It's really good to be here today. It's good that Jeff gets a little bit of rest. Um, you may not think about it, but when you preach every week, it's kind of like during doing a term paper every week. There's a lot more goes on that's on scene than what you see up here behind the pulpit. So I'm just glad to have the opportunity to come and to share with you today. Uh, you know, um, your pastor and his wife do have a good reputation in our county. I was on the executive board for three years and uh, know a lot about a lot of churches. And uh, for a small church, doesn't matter. You guys have a good reputation. You're doing a lot. And I'm still amazed at how many Christmas boxes you come up with. That's a lot more than we do at Marionville, I can tell you. But that's a good ministry. And maybe I'll talk just a little more about that when we get into the message. But today we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. And this is a part of, part of the Sermon on the Mount. And of course, Jesus went over many things in the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon ever preached. And there's a lot to learn from it. I took a class when I was at SBU for the whole semester on the Sermon on the Mount and had Dr. Holmes, who was uh, just a great teacher. Unfortunately, he got sick about halfway through, and we've had to have others finish it. But uh, it was a good learning time, and it was also a discipleship time, because when you go through the Sermon on the Mount, you see how Jesus really wants us to live, and then you realize how short you fall and how much you need Jesus in order to live according to his teachings. So I really love it. Now, we're looking at the chapter 6 and the second half, and the second half uh, introduces us to the great question of how to deal with the material aspects of Christian life. As disciples of the Lord, uh, we're to view the world and those who are in the world as different. We're to love them, but we're to understand that as those who are called out, we are different than the world, and we shouldn't be falling in love with the world. In fact, First John, I believe it is, tells us that if we love the world, we don't love the Lord. So that's kind of what this message is about today. And with Thanksgiving coming up, uh, you know, a lot of times we get together with our families. And I don't know about your family. Mine's not too bad at this, uh, at least not anymore. But, you know, kind of outdo each other. Look what we did this year. Look what we did that year. Uh, but we don't talk a whole lot about the Lord. And as Christians, we ought to get together with our family and talk about the Lord and look at our own attitudes. Now, one of the things Dr. Holmes said was, a disciple should examine his attitude toward material goods. And we see Jesus talks a lot about material goods and, and such all through the New Testament, but particularly here, he's showing us that we shouldn't be living for the material things in life. Let me have a word of prayer, and then we'll look at some verses. Father in heaven, just thank you for the opportunity to preach your word. We just pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, what you want said will be said. We pray, Heavenly Father, that, that your will be done this morning. And we just ask your blessing upon your word, because... Uh, no matter what we say, if the Holy Spirit doesn't bless it, then uh, we're just talking in vain. So may your spirit be with us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll look right at 19 through 21. It says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so we see that true disciples should focus their attentions on values that are eternal and not just earthly things. Now we all know that we have to have so many things on this earth to live. We want to eat and we want to drink water and by the way, Jeff, I brought my own water bottle and I kind of put them others somewhere else. I didn't want to have to figure out which one to drink from. <laughs> and anyway, we need these things. We need shelter. And it's a shame when we see so many people that are living in so much poverty. And I understand that. And yet I see a lot of people all over the world who are Christians who get by with so much less than what we have, and yet they find joy in the Lord. And they recognize that our real life is eternity. You know, it just begins here on earth. It doesn't finish ever. We get to go and be with God. We get to be blessed throughout eternity and and be taken care of in a great way. So if we have to do without here on earth, we shouldn't get too upset about it because God has a plan that's going to go on and on and on forever. So we need to focus focus our attention on values that are eternal and avoid building our lives on transient things. You know, we spend so much time on things that we're not going to take with us when we die. You know, we spend so much time uh, worried about things we can't do anything about anyway. And we sure don't need to be spending time being jealous of what others might have. You know, you, we need to remember that if you have uh, friends and neighbors that have a lot of money, remember they also have a lot of responsibility to God. <laughs> and so sometimes having a lot of money isn't such a great thing. And we don't need to worry about being jealous of them. We need to just thank the Lord for what we have. And of course, isn't that what Thanksgiving is about? We're going to thank the Lord for what we have and learn to be content. And if God wants to bless us with more, that's good. But we need to be generous also to be a blessing to other people. So, some of the poorest people in the world that don't have much material things uh, can go one way or the other. They can worry about it all the time. They can think about it all the time. They can fuss over it. Or they can just trust the Lord and realize that though they may not have a lot, they have the Lord Jesus. And that's the most important thing. And He will take care of us if we trust Him and follow His Word and follow His teachings. You know, we often think of of people that have a lot of money as being the ones that are always greedy, but that's not necessarily true. You don't have to have a lot of money to have your mind on money all the time. You know, so it's not a matter of what you have or what you don't have. It's a matter of your attitude towards it. You know, if God blesses you, then use that money to bless other people. If God blesses you in other ways, then use that. I mean, just like Scarlett leading the singing. That's a blessing that God has given her, and she shares that blessing. So whatever the blessing may be, we need to share it with others. And so we we have to understand that. Now, it doesn't have to be money that gets us off track. You know, sometimes it's a wife or a husband. You know, as a pastor that I've been a pastor in churches about this size a lot of times, and it's really disappointing when you have your piano player marry a guy, and every Sunday he has a plan for them to go somewhere. 
It just really is frustrating to see that. And, and I knew when she married him that that was the type of person he was. But, you know, she's in love and she couldn't do without him. And so the church had to do without her. And so we have to understand we can make idols out of even people and out of children. We can make idols out of, of a monumental, a trophy, uh, things in the past. A lot of people make idols out of sports. And uh, that's an easy thing to do. They're all over the place. I can't believe how much money's thrown around in the NFL. But it shouldn't become an idol to us. Right now, my grandson plays for Republic, and they won again last or yesterday. So it's hard not to think about that. They have to play Web City, who beat them earlier this year. But you can't make an idol out of it. You know, and you have to go in and say, well, win or lose. You know, that's just the way it is. It's not going to change my life. And there's a lot of things that we spend a lot of time and, and things that we're tempted by that are not going to improve our life. In fact, they may take away from it if it's taking us away from the Lord Jesus. Now, um, Christians are to work for the Lord and are to praise God and keep Him as number one. You know, we're not to have any other idols. We're not to have any other gods. We're not to have desires that the world has in such a way that we forget about God. You know, there are certain things God knows we have to have, but we need to understand He's the one that takes care of us. You know, I'm always interested in these stories where somebody dies and everybody thought, oh, that person was so poor. And they find out that he left in his will or in his bank account thousands and thousands of dollars for some charity. And it's just an amazing thing. They suffered all their life. Uh, not that they suffered, you know, physically, but they, they suffered by not taking and buying things they could in order that they could leave this to some charity and people like that uh, you know you just have to say they're they're living with the right aspect in mind they're looking at things that are beyond this world now in the oriental world wealth consisted of garments of grain and of gold well garments could get moth ridden and eaten up grain can get mildew mice and rats Gold is very tempting to thieves, and so you better have a good security system if you have a bunch of gold in your house. All these things are going to disappear eventually. And even fame, you know, a lot of people live for fame, and, and uh, you young people, you don't need to have 100,000 followers. You know, some girls on these these things, and I, you know, I guess boys can be just as bad, but, you know, they... they try to tell jokes or they try to wear skimpy clothes in order to get followers and what is that going to gain you in the end not a thing not a thing even if you make money doing it in the end you can't take that with you you know you got to realize that someday we're all going to stand before the lord almighty so remember no matter what we have it may be gone it will be gone eventually you know um it's kind of like the old story, the guy wanted to take some of his gold to heaven. Wanted to take some of his gold to heaven. So God finally said, okay, bring in some of your gold. So he gets up to heaven and some people look at him, they kind of laugh at him. They said, well, why did you bring pavement up here? <laughs> you know, we think that these things on earth are so wonderful, but heaven's going to be so much more 
Unbelievable. Just look at the New Jerusalem in, in Revelations. Uh, 1,400 square miles up and down and across. Unbelievable. There's no telling what God has in there. Just look at the northern lights, which I've never seen them in person. When I lived in North Missouri, I got maybe just a little glimpse of it. But to see pictures of that and how beautiful it is, well, that's just here on earth. We don't even know for sure what God has for us in heaven. There's going to be all kinds of glory. And, of course, the glory of God himself will be the greatest glory there. So let's not get caught up with these things on earth. Uh, let's look at the positive side of this teaching now, the treasures in heaven. Uh, first of all, let's realize that the treasures themselves on earth or the works we do on earth is not for salvation. Martin Lloyd-Jones states, If you do have money, so use it while you are here in this world when, so that when you arrive in glory, the people who benefit by it will be there to receive you. Just like your Christmas boxes. You may know no one. I know they try to have some where they can write you back or something, but you may not know anyone that they go to. You may not know anything that happened, but can you imagine going into heaven someday and and somebody says to you, you know, I was saved because I got that Christmas box and the message in it about Jesus touched my heart and I came to know Him. In fact, uh, we had someone talk to us at our church a while back how churches are even being started from these Christmas boxes. And so I salute you for doing that. And I know you put a lot into that. But there may be great rewards in heaven in that also. Rewards that you couldn't uh, get here on earth, but you will get them there in heaven. So missions are very important. Of course, as Baptists, we believe missions are important. And that's part of our duty and uh, that's part of the responsibility we have as Christians. And um, that's why we're looking. Missions is a place where we can put our treasures in heaven rather than here on earth. Let me read a couple verses here. I'm First Timothy 6. I've got several markers here, so it might take me just a second. Okay. 1 Timothy 6, 17-19 Instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be arrogant or to set their hope on uncertainty or wealth, but on God, who richly provides with all things, us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do what is good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and willing to share, storing up treasures for themselves as the good foundation for the coming age so that you may take hold of what, what is truly life. You know, so we have something to look forward to. We have uh, uh, heaven to come. Uh, and so we should be concerned about the treasures we have up there. Uh, in Matthew chapter 25, um, verses, well, starting with verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in glory and all the angels with him, he will sit at his glorious throne. All nations will be gathered before him, and he'll separate them just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep to his right hand, the goats to his left. And the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you 
from the foundation of the earth. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will say to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And then he says just the opposite to those on the left, the goats. He said, you, you didn't do this. You didn't feed anybody. You didn't help anybody. You just ignored them. And the, of course, the ones on the left are the ones going to hell. And the ones on the right are God's children that are storing up treasures in heaven. More worried about what's to come than what's going on right now. And so, there is rewards in that. Jesus also made the statement that it's hard for them that trust in riches to enter the God. You remember that was about the rich young ruler that had the, all the possessions. And God said, or Jesus said, one thing you lack, sell everything you got and give to the poor. And that young ruler went away sad because in his heart he could not give it up. Now God doesn't ask us all to do that, but Jesus knew that man's heart. And he knew that was the thing he had to get to him with. And so that man didn't get saved because he couldn't give up the treasures that he had on earth. So, we need to have a right view of life, and especially of the glory to come. You know, this isn't it. There's a lot of beautiful things in the world, and I wish I had money and time to travel around and see a lot more of them. I'm just so fascinated with some of the things I see on TV and and films and different things. I used to go to a dentist where he had films. He was a hiker, and he had films of all these mountain hikes and all that. That'd, that'd really be nice to do, but I didn't have time or money to do it. And it's nice to look at it, but this isn't the true glory. The true glory is yet to come. And there's more. Men of faith know that there's more to come. Abraham, of course, the father of the Jewish nation, the father of the Israelites, he was the one who stepped out by faith. A lot of people then, you know, believed, well, if you're just of the family of Abraham, then you're automatically saved. Well, that wasn't true too. Abraham was saved because of his faith. And uh, we'll look at it in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out, even though he did not know where he's going. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in a land uh, not no, uh, excuse me, in a land of promise, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Abraham didn't receive it in earth. You know, Abraham never saw the promised land settled. That was long after his time. But he looked forward to what he knew was coming. A building with foundations made by God himself. And again, go back to that temple picture in in Revelations. What an unbelievable thing. And so we have to get past a lot of these worldly things. You know, we think that these things may satisfy our soul, but the only thing that's really going to satisfy our soul is knowing Jesus and trusting Him and knowing even when you're hurting and when you're disappointed 
that Jesus understands that and He has compassion for us and He's going to love us and help us. And even though the world may be dark for a time, we know that in the end, the light is going to be there and we can trust Jesus all the way, all the time, even when we're hurting. Uh, You know, if we have our heart in the right place and we're looking for the treasures in the right place, the Lord's going to take care of us. We can trust Him to do that. He always has and He always will. Now, that doesn't mean life's going to be easy, as uh, Scarlett talked about a while ago. Life's not easy. God never said it was easy. These prosperity gospel preachers that preach, you just got to have faith and everything's going to come to you. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that life is hard. And it teaches that, that men and women fall short a lot of times. Even some of the greatest characters in the Old Testament that we see were sinners. And, and some of them sin greatly. But God is one, if you come to Him, He forgives. And you can move forward. And eventually, our last step is going to be into heaven to go with the Lord Jesus Himself. Well, let's look at verses uh, 22, 23 to 25, I guess. No, 24. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, since he will either hate one and love the other, or he will devote to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You have to decide. You can't sit on that fence. You're going to fall one way or the other. And you better fall towards God. You better lean that direction. Because if you're just leaning to the direction of the world, it'll just suck you in and take you further and further away from God. I've seen it happen too many times. Now when he talks about the eye, he's talking about what's coming into your mind. If your eye is evil, if you're looking at evil things in order to satisfy yourselves or or in order to find pleasure, then you're just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. You know, we have so many wrong teachings today. So many things that take people away from God. And, And they think they're doing good, but in truth their eye is evil. Because they're controlled by the spirit of this world and not the spirit of God Almighty. And there's a lot of people in this world, and and we should feel for them, that think they're doing all the right things with this gender stuff and all that that's going on. And in essence, it's evil. And they're hurting people. And it's not helping. But they think they're doing good because they don't see it from God's point of view. That's why we need to keep preaching Jesus. You know, our country needs a lot of things, but we need to get back to Jesus more than anything else. There's just so many people that have no idea what the Bible really teaches. And a lot of people just don't care. I've, I've seen it. You know, people talk to them. The Bible says this, and, and I don't care what the Bible says. They don't think it means anything. Well, I know we do care what the Bible says because that's the Lord speaking to us. So, if we're just focusing on this life, it's bound to be the evil in us coming out. And so we need to turn away from that and turn to the Spirit of God. You know, we're told to flee the devil and then he will flee us. But if we don't ever flee him, then we just get sucked right in. Just like uh, getting into a current. You know, you better get out of it before it sucks you in. When I was young, yeah, I was young one time. When I was young, my uncle took me on a trip to see my cousin in um, 
North Carolina. My cousin was in the Marines there on a base, and I'd never been to the ocean. I was so fascinated by it. I went in and started swimming, and I was all alone. Next thing I know, I had whistles and people hollering at me because I'd just kind of sunk, and I was a long ways from shore and didn't even know it. You know, it just kind of sucked me out gradually. And that's what happens when we get into things that are sinful, when we let the world take such a hold on us. Um, And it's all going to change anyway. Just look at the fashions. You know, they change. I I see some things on Facebook where some people my age say, well, look at us. You know, we wore mini skirts. We wore bell bottoms. I think, big deal, you know. That that wasn't such a great thing back then, and it wouldn't necessarily be a great thing now. Now, some of the cars we drove might have been, but that's different. But seriously, everything changes, doesn't it? And even the intellectual. You know, I was a, a... director of an Alzheimer's unit down in Anderson, Missouri for three years. Some of the people that came in there when they were young, they were businessmen, they were bright. It's close to Bella Vista, Arkansas, which has a big retirement place if you know anything about it. But boy, they didn't have it then. Most of them spoke gibberish. You know, and it's not that I'm not saying they're bad. They're, a lot of them were Christians. It's just that we don't know what our mind's going to be as we get older. And the point is, have your mind focused on God. So even if you go through that, it's okay. Because that's not what gets you to heaven. It's not your intelligence. It's your faith in Jesus. And so, of course, as a Christian, I knew that. But it really hurt a lot of the families. uh, A lot of families didn't understand that there's more to come. That there's a better day ahead. They're just thinking... I've lost my parents or my what, whichever. And really they have because, you know, it, it's like having two different deaths come. One when they don't recognize you anymore and the, the other when they actually do die. But we who are Christians shouldn't look at things without hope that God gives us. We know that there's more. So what are we living for? To please Jesus? Let's look at a little more scripture. 1 Peter 3 and 4. Chapter 1, 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. For some of us that are getting older, it sure be nice to be able to play basketball again. Or football. But you know, I used to do a lot of pickup games playing basketball. I can't do that anymore. Hips hurt, knees hurt, <laughs> body doesn't bend like it should or used to. But wouldn't that be great to be in heaven and have all that restored and have that new body? Not have to worry about getting up the steps, Coralou. You know? God has a plan. He has a future for us. And we need to trust Him for that future. And uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18 So, we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
And that's the things we want to look for, is the eternal things. You know, the, the love of one another, that's an eternal thing. Um, it lasts forever if you have true love for someone. Uh, there's lots of things leading someone to the Lord or even just uh, um, witnessing to them. Even if they don't come to the Lord, you're planting seeds. You know, these kinds of things are eternal. What else can you do that's going to last forever? You young people raising your children, lead them to the Lord. That's the greatest thing you can do for them. It's the greatest blessing they can have. Uh, you know, I've, I have one child that she was real gung-ho in church and went on mission trips and then she kind of slid away but uh, lately sometimes because of the trial she's having she's gotten back close to the Lord but she was raised that way and so she came back now you can pray for my son he he hasn't come back completely he's not went way off the path but he he just doesn't think there's any need for church but that's another story we just need to seek Jesus. We're told in the Bible that if we seek Him, He'll find us. And so many people today, they're looking in all kinds of places for happiness and joy and pleasure when it's right there in front of them in the Lord Jesus. Well, I don't know what the time is, so I'll just keep going. <laughs> I wasn't going to read this, and now I am going to read it because it's such a wonderful verse two verses actually chapter 8 of Romans verses 38 and 39 one more page no maybe not right there it is for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor death nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that great? Nothing can take it away from us. Paul was in prison. He still loved the Lord and felt God's love. There's people in prison today because of their religious convictions. Christians who have just simply because they've preached or witnessed been put into prison. But they continue to love God. You know, Voice of the Martyrs every month has a magazine that goes out and tells you about some of these people that are suffering so much for their Christian faith. We just have to think about things that are eternal. Think about things that are future. If your heart is built on heavenly treasures, then you've got a great future ahead of you, despite what may happen on earth. If your eyes are on Jesus, then you won't be seeing double vision. You'll be seeing the way, the truth, and the life. In this world, people seek all kinds of answers. In our lives, we seek Jesus because He is the answer. And we need to give ourselves to Him. And we need to be thankful. There's a little story about a farmer who had a prized cow. And one year this cow had two calves, a black one and a white one. He decided he was so blessed he was going to give one to the Lord. He would raise them and sell the best one and give the money to the church. One day he went out and he found out one of them had died. And wouldn't you know it is the one he's going to give to the Lord. Well, at least that's what he said. <laughs> Are we that way? Are we all up and, and excited until we have to sacrifice? Jesus said that we would have persecution. Jesus said things would happen because we follow him. And they happened to him.
But if we follow the Lord and we give Him what He asks and give Him our time and, and our love and our money as He asks, He's going to bless us. Now, Thanksgiving is a great holiday. It's one of my favorite. And it is a time that we need to be thankful for everything we have. And sometimes we just have to be content in order to be thankful. If we're always looking for something else, if we're always looking for more, if we've always got to be number one, then it's going to be hard to be thankful. Just look at what you have. Not just material things, but spiritual things. Families, people that love you, people that care about you. There's just so many things we have that we forget to be thankful for. But if we're putting our treasure in heaven, we can be thankful for everything we have here, even if we can't take it with us, because we'll, we know that God's going to care for us when we get to heaven. I lost my bottle. <clears throat> Got a little frog in my throat. So as we stand for the invitation hymn, I just wanted you to think for a moment what you are thankful for. And you know, if, if you've had the wrong attitude or if you've had problems right now with your connection with God, just let this be a time to pray and to um, let the Lord in your heart and lead you. I know that probably all of you are Christians, at least most of you, but sometimes we still kind of lock the Lord out. We just need to open our hearts up to Him this morning. I hope you're leading the singing.